Welcome back to Double Dose. I'm your host, Depeche. And I'm your host, Daniel. And we're here to take you from Earth to a global pandemic. Because your boys got COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us on this episode this this week. Um, Yeah, for those who are listening, you probably won't notice much. But for those who... No, I've fixed it. Um, so then okay, it's, te- fixed, it's fixed. It's fixed. You will sound amazing, trust me. Um, so, yeah, but for those of you watching, you can see that we are on camera and like on webcam and we're in different locations because the boy Depeche has got COVID. Now he's infecting the rest of the world. Yay. And we don't have our little caster, so I can't hit my little applause button, but yay. <laughs> we'll add that oh, in. Oh, man. Yeah, we'll add that in a little post. Uh, but man, how are you? How you been? I'm okay. I am totally fine. Um, but the boy is not fine. No, I um, I'm on the mend. I'm alright. I'm okay. It's um, it's been interesting. But uh, I the reason for my catching it, I'm, I'm sure, was because of a few concerts that I went to uh, a little over a week ago. I uh, went to see The Strokes, and I went to see Tyler the Creator. Uh, both great shows, so uh, yep. yeah, you know what? It was worth it was worth it if you look at look at it in hindsight. Mm. Which do you <laughs> think was better? Oh, that's tough. They're, they're such such different acts. Um, I mean, you know, like the Strokes, I've always wanted to see. They got such a extensive catalog. I mean, I guess both mm-hmm. of them do, but the Strokes, you know, they they they've got a, they've been on, in the game for a very very long time, and so it's Julian Casablanca. He actually was there. He was there, dude. He was. Um, Did he I'm feel he was cooked? Drunk? Yeah. Nah, man. He's <laughs> he, he, fucking. He was. Um. He was. He was sick though. Like they did. Um. Like three little interludes, and you can imagine they had to do it because, that I can imagine playing those songs live, is very boring for them after this many years in the game, especially all the hits. So they did these sick interludes where they'll just like maybe like try something new a new riff or they'll just be like an old riff and they'll like try different effects on it and then julian will just like a cappella on it and just start singing random stuff and it some of it sounded mad and he just like had his little like dials and he was just like auto tuning his voice and he was just singing over the top of it and everyone was just grooving out and i was like those were probably the highlights for me i was like damn this is like i'm seeing i'm seeing them how they write music it's really cool yeah that's awesome um, he wasn't too fucked up was no, no, he was on point. Like, I mean, you could, you could tell, he, like, they are able to do that. At, they're, at, they're, they're very conditioned to, like, just be super messed up and play um, their songs. Um, I heard that he actually, from what I've seen, he did a better show for us um, at the Sydney Solo Show than he did for Splendor because there were some things that they left out of the, the Splendor set and there were some things that he leaves... There's some little like ads and ad libs and stuff that he does in some songs that people know about. That he left out on some songs on his Splendor set, so um, I feel pretty pretty privileged to have been able to see that. And um, everything was on point. Like, uh, yeah, everyone was just killing it. It was a good venue to listen to. Um, Tyler the Creator venue was great audio wise, but I don't know. It was a, it was a bit. It's kind of one of those. Um, Maybe because he didn't have any like anyone else on the stage with him, no hype man or anything like that. He had cool visuals, but he's carrying the show himself. It felt completely empty for such a yeah. big venue. Because um, even like, even and, and, solo and, and, artists usually have people on stage, like even Lady yeah, Gaga. She's got dancers and stuffs going on. Yeah, I, I mean, I, my girlfriend she she brought up a good point. It's probably because his set and everything was for Splendor. And this is a side show, side show, so he's not bringing the production he would full crew and everything like that that he would if he was just doing a touring show. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense in my eyes. Both of them were kind of just, you know, you have to kind of travel light when you're doing a festival show. Yeah. You don't have a lot of room to set up like a crazy extravagant um, stadium thing. It's just like a little stage or a big stage. But, you know, so um, he, had, he had good visuals, I can imagine, for a festival. Epic. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. Damn. All right, I'm jelly that you got to see them, but uh, it sounds awesome. 
And I'm glad that really COVID good. didn't fuck you before you went. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> I, that. I've been dodging it for a long time. And uh, yeah, I'm sure that's where I got it from. It was, um, it was worth it. And I'm saying, imagine you got it that weekend and you couldn't go to well, both. you know, strokes, the strokes actually came about very randomly because my cousin, I, I, I wanted to see them. I looked up the tickets like months ago and the tickets were a little bit too pricey for me. And I was like, mm, I think I'll pass. And then my cousin hit me up like two days before the show. And he's like, Hey, you want to see the strokes? I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. Um, Damn. So he, so he had apparently already had tickets. What his mate dropped out, and I moved my stuff around, and we organised it, and we're gonna go. And um, and then uh, he he hits me up uh the morning of, and he goes, Depeche, I have COVID, and I go, oh. And he's like, you can have the tickets if you want. I'll just, you know, just pay for one or I'll try and get like a reimbursement. I'm like, let me see what I can do. I hit up, uh, I hit up my girlfriend um, and uh, she luckily was free as well. And so we both went to a show that we both weren't really ready to go to. So it was kind of cool. It was like, it was kind of spontaneous. And it was um, awesome because I've... I can check them off the list now and it's, um, and their last album, I love their last album, even though it came out in like 2020, um, I was bumping that for, I was bumping it strong for like a year. Mm -hmm. Um, it was a very good album. It was very, very, the strokes. So, um, it was, I was, I was, uh, but the thing is the set list, they weren't touring that album. They were, um, I guess had a, a, a greatest hits type of set for Splendor. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of, but it was great. You know, it was a mashup. Okay, yeah, they're always going to play something of the good stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. Devo, if they're like, we just uh, play yeah. the album straight and nothing. People would be pissed. Oh, I'd be happy with that. It was a great album. But then, you know, they weren't, they weren't touring for that album, so that's okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's strange. I don't even know where to look. Like, I want to look at you on the screen, but then at the same time, uh, I want to address the viewers and you. Yeah, so you, I, I got to look at the camera when I'm addressing the viewers, but then I'm looking yeah. at you and you're on my right, so... I've set it yeah. up so it's like exactly like the podcast. So I'm on the yeah, left, so you're on the right. I should have uh, put you on a little external screen to my right so I can just do that. Do it to you. Talk to you like that. You just, oh, wait, it's mirrored <laughs> for me. I'm like this. You got the Batman turn happening. You got the, you had the shoulders involved yeah, I know, and everything. That was a, That's like that was Michael the Keaton. That's they, Michael they did, Keaton. They didn't, yeah. Mark and Michael Keaton. They didn't have the neck part. It was just the whole from. So just, cow, right to the I've just seen the video. The is a compilation of just just the compilation <laughs> of um, Batman turning his head. Yeah, dude. Imagine like trying to turn your head. That's like a full neck brace. It'd just be so uncomfortable. You just force your shoulders. Force your shoulders to twist with you. It looks so bad. <laughs> Whoever designed it. Oh yeah. Like um, before we start, dude. I um. Behind me, I've got my uh, my little Tarzo case that I was talking about. Oh yes. On the last episode. Um, Who's on top again? Watching, uh, what's his it's name? the Space Jam dude. It's, it's the green alien. I can't remember what the green alien's name is. But, um, oh wow, I, I, I have not noticed that. But little Bugs Bunny heart popping up for Lola Bunny on the back there. If <laughs> the boys, everyone, the boys I'm sure, that. The, everyone, I'm sure every boy, something was awoken by Lola Bunny. Oh, no doubt, dude. No she doubt. was like Every fat, bro. She was like fat Dude. with a pH <laughs> in that movie. And I was like, I felt it. I'm like, something clicked for me. And I was like, why is she 100%. so sexy? Why is she so she sexy? Had way too much sex appeal. And as a kid, you're just like, God damn, I understand. I don't know what I'm feeling, but I, I understand. <laughs> yeah, you boy, your boy is wrecked now. <laughs> um, <laughs> then, then, didn't they like dumb her down? Or, um, the nah, they fucked movie. it up. The original was yeah, so yeah. was so good. Even though m fucking Michael Jordan was a joke in that film, <laughs> he was so bad. When you look at his acting, it's like in so shit. Oh, I mean, I think um, what, who was who was the new NBA player on the new one? Um, the, uh, LeBron James. Yeah, he not any better as well. Any, um, I hate when sports stars are in movies. They just. They, they're so bland. It's so weird. You can just tell they're just reading a line. It's so weird. It takes you straight out of the movie. To yeah, it's, the you can't, it's well. just like, shut your mouth, man. Just have him voiced by someone else. Yeah, yeah. 
even when they're on ads, dude, you're like, oh, how many takes was that? And that was the best one you got. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so shit. Um, Just takes you out. So, the first topic I had today um, was uh, something I think is interesting. We've never spoke about it on the podcast before, so I thought it was cool. Um, so, I want yeah. to talk about, I did some research and a bit of things into float tanks. Oh, yeah. um, you know, like float tanking, like, um, you know, yeah, the yeah. body, depri- the, the uh, sensory deprivation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I just give a little bit of background for everyone if you don't know. Um, so, uh, the idea of the fo- uh, float tank was invented in 1954 after hours of floating around, John Lilly became to experience the first vivid hallucinations and imagery that was too personal to share on the record. Um, so, John Lilly was the guy who invented it and he came up with like, I believe it was a way to, um, uh, I don't know if it was with the CIA or 100% or what he was doing, but I know the CIA were like, well, once it became known what it could do, they were doing mad experiments with MK Ultra and stuff like that with float tanking. Yeah. Um, so, just doing, uh, so the quick facts I came up about with uh, just doing rest, which is called restricted environmental stimulation, including therapy. Um, alone has shown to um, stop people to uh, to quit, uh, get people to quit smoking completely in 25% wow. of test subjects, just doing the floats and nothing else. So, I feel like there's something going on there when I, when I was doing the research was like, there's something that it unlocks in the human brain that we just don't understand. Mm. Um, it's very interesting. What interests me is... Um, is the hallucinations I felt like, why do you think they come about? I think that, um, you get to a point where, and also I guess, you know, um, it depends if you, if you choose to do it in a fully pitch black um, environment, sometimes I, know, I think some of them have ambient lighting and stuff. Yeah. Some UV light. You. Yeah. I've heard about that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I think maybe what comes about is you're so confronted with your thoughts that you're all, I think you're actually going to essentially project them. And because you don't know um, if your hand's in front of your face, it's so pitch black, it's almost like you're just in an endless void, right? So it's kind of like you'll be dream. I can imagine it's tricking the brain into dreaming, right? Because if you have your eyes shut, why does your brain, who's to say that shutting your eyes is what triggers you to go into dream mode? Mm. What if it's just pitch black? Yeah, the pitch blackness is like in, yeah. at nighttime is what's helping you go pitch black, right? So I can imagine if no sound and you're just floating and you're not moving, so you're not using any muscles and your eyes are open, your brain goes, oh, well, the body's asleep, we're asleep. And then you're also just thinking right up into that point. I think you just drift into this weird realm of like dream and awake. And that's probably why you're having hallucinations. Um, I've seen a video, funnily enough, some guy did did it and he wasn't taking it seriously and by hour three he's crying and having all these uh memories wow, about three his hours and all that sort three of stuff. hours is a mm-hmm. long time yeah. though to be in there but um yeah so yeah. he's like but crying you, and you saw, you saw the stages like he, the first hour he's still joking and he's like bouncing off the walls as he's like floating around he's making stupid jokes not taking it seriously and i think you see the time counter and he's just chopping up the video and like there's just a moment where he's just silent and he's just talking about his grandma. And then there's just a no- the moment where he's silent and he just starts crying and just starts reminiscing about his grandma. And it's like, I can imagine, man, you just, um, it's like when those people go to those, uh, communes overseas, I think with monks and they do a vow of silence for like a year. And what essentially that's doing is making you stay in your head and confront your thoughts because you're not distracting with speech and talking to people. And that's why people that go away come back, come back knowing what they want in their life because they've processed every single thought that they've been pushing away for so long. And I think it's just it's it's just therapy, right? Yeah, I, yeah, it is a form of therapy. Away. Yeah, but what's interesting to me is like once you start taking away the sense of the touch, like I know I I so I did a lot of research and I read a lot of people firsthand encounters with um. What, what, what was happening and they said the minute so that they would get the you know the you, you start seeing like the flashing and the spots on the on the eyes like you know when you close your eyes real hard and you kind of press on your yeah. eyes and you get the flashing so if I meditate long enough I've been able to feel like I, I've only had a couple of amazing experiences when meditating and one time I was sitting on my bed and I started seeing like 
full on visions. And I was like, whoa, it only it happened so quick and so scary that I jumped out of it. And uh, I I don't know if I regressed or I had like a a meditation thing, but I was listening to some like hypnotic sounds and and doing something, Mm. but I I saw a vision. Uh, I'll explain that in a bit later, but um, the, the, what I get usually is that I feel like I'm coming out of a tunnel. Like I get these lights that go like zoom, zoom around my head like that. Mm. And it, they just get faster and faster. And then it feels like I'm, I'm coming out of like a deep tunnel is what it feels like every time I've, I've done the meditation properly. And that's the light sensation I get. But what they mentioned was that when he... Or whoever was in the float tank, they they start seeing all these amazing intricate geometric uh, geometrical circles and patterns, and then faces start appearing and stuff like that. But the minute they touch the side of the tank, they get snapped out of it. They're like, oh, like mm. they realize that once they have the perception of the body. So they said the float tank needs to be pretty big, and if you're a bigger guy, like over six foot, then you it's really hard because not all tanks are very big. So right. you, you got to either have a custom one or whatever. I've heard that the that the um that the um what do you call it the sanitation though is pretty bad on these um on these yeah because they're not changing the water very frequently and there's very little chemical in it it's just salt Mm. and so you're just bathing in other people's salty bath juice it's pretty disgusting apparently well i guess yeah you'd want to kind of just have a shower immediately after and scrub yourself yeah, it's pretty yeah. gross, so I don't know. Um, stud- so, studies have been conducted to test the effect of sensory deprivation on the brain. One study took 19 volunteers, all of whom tested in the lower upper 20th percentiles on the questionnaire that measures the tendency of healthy people to see things not really there, and placed them in a pitch black soundproof booth. So, did you did that make sense, what I just said? That, so, so, Are you saying... They tested low so, on, on the psychotic symptoms um, okay. of, like, people that see things that aren't there. So, you know, some people right, are like, okay. I was really close to, I almost fell asleep one day and I saw someone run in the, the house, you know. When you start getting real sleepy or something like that, you can see things, you know. Um, yeah, okay. But these people all tested super low. Um, and they- Place them in a pitch black soundproof booth for 15 minutes, after which they completed another test that measures, measure, measures psychosis-like experiences originally used to study recreational drug users. Five subjects reported seeing hallucinations, six reported seeing faces and shapes not actually there, and four noted a heightened sense of smell and two reported sensing an evil presence in the room. Wow. People who scored lower on the first test experienced fewer perceptional distortions. However, they still reported seeing a variety of hallucinations. Many studies have conducted to understand the main cause of hallucinations and considerable evidence has been accumulated, indicating that long periods of isolations aren't directly related to levels of experienced hallucinations. So, it's like the longer you do it, the more ch- the like, it doesn't indicate you'll experience more of it. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just if you're susceptible to it and if in the right conditions. Yeah, that's it. It just comes on. So, yeah. schizophrenics appear to tend to experience fewer hallucinations while in the se- sensory deprivation tank. That's interesting. Right? You think it'd be the opposite. Their brain would be hyper-triggered yeah. to do it. But yeah. no, it's like as compared to non-psychotic individuals. A possible explanation for this could be that non-psychotic individuals are normally exposed to a greater degree of sensory stimulation in everyday life. And in rest, which is the... Um, what was it? What did I say it was called? The restricted environmental stimulation, including therapy. Um, sorry, I lost my spot. Oh, the brain attempts to recreate a similar level, similar level of simula- uh, stimulation, producing the producing the hallucinatory events. So it's like your brain's trying to recreate what it normally senses. That's what they think is right. causing it. Um, what I um, would guess for the schizophrenic um, people would maybe be that they don't really have the social. Um, that's not really the right word, but they don't essentially have a filter within themselves to push away any thoughts that they that think like that people that aren't schizophrenic would have. So, uh, if things that are like everyday human are putting away and they're not addressing straight away, 
schizophrenic people might just be constantly having these crazy um, things happening in their head all the time. So they're constantly processing things. So when it comes time to actually reflect and be in these situations, they've reflected. They're already, they've already processed a bunch of stuff, but people that I guess are constantly pushing things away, that's just building up a little memory bank of things that they've got to sort out as soon as they get in this situation, right? Yeah. What I'm thinking as well, it could be potentially is that they're, it's like this sensory environment gets messed up for them. So, you know, they're experiencing, like when they experience reality, it's different reality to what we experience. Like their mm. brain is like, you know, untreated for a long time to develop into that condition. But it's maybe once the stimulation is taken away, it's they're less likely to experience the false reality because it's just less stimulation. Mm. Mm. That's what I'm thinking as well. Could be that. According to a th- 2009 study published in the Journal of Nervous and Mental Disease, the hallucinations are caused by the brain misidentifying the source of what is of what is currently experiencing and the phenomenon called faulty source monitoring. A study conducted on individuals who underwent rest while the effects of uh, PCP, which is fencyclidine, showed a lower incident incidence. Right of hallucination in comparison to participants who did not take PCP. So, if you took PCP and went into the chamber, you experienced less, less hallucinations than if you took PCP and went in. How weird is that? That's really interesting. Yeah. Is it because when you're on drugs, this, what you're, what you're, I guess, what you're getting stimulated by is getting warped. But if you're not getting, if you're not getting any stimuli, Nothing can get warped. So, your brain is kind of like... But you think under the effects of drugs... Yeah, kind of. But you think under the effects of drugs, your brain would create more crazy stuff. That's how I would assume. Um, I don't know. Because I can picture like if you were high watching a show, it'd be different as opposed to just lying in your bed staring at the ceiling high. I feel like you'd have a complete different time, you know? Mm -mm. One's going to be as it is, probably laughing or dazed out or zoned out on the TV and the other one will be like, you'll just be in your head, not really enjoying the trip, but you'd be kind of just like, you know, in your head and it wouldn't be as magnified because you're not getting all these different inputs from anything. This is just an assumption. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, that's a, Yeah, that's an interesting thought, I think. And who knows? Like, who really knows how the brain works? So, it's like, we can all just assume and we don't have really a yeah. degree in it. So, it's like, is it real or is it like fucking, is it real or bad? Um, There's one person with with a degree in this field listening to our podcast because, you know, we, we, we attract scientists and um, they're just like, I got to get on this show and teach you a few things. Yeah, I know, right? Come on over. We'll have you any day. Um, do you yeah. think that the experiences are, are good or bad to have on the brain? Like, say, to go in the sensory deprivation, do you think it's good for you or bad to, like, trigger How, your brain to, to go into that one-off? state? Let's say it's a one-off. One-off, and we're talking, like, two, three hours? E, let's say, yeah, whatever you're comfortable with. Two, three hours, let's say. I'd say... There's a, probably a, uh, a time limit, but I reckon it could be very beneficial to do it once after that i don't know what you'd be doing because i feel like it's more of a chance to reflect right it's to process yeah but without any uh, distractions well let's it could be a form of meditation where you know you could go to a monk and go well meditating once is enough forever you know they might say well you need to meditate constantly because you constantly have new things happen yeah it's probably i mean i'm only i can only talk from personal experience but i I can imagine like there's just things in in everyone's life that they've probably put away, put aside, and um, I can imagine it's a good chance. Once you get your mundane thoughts out of your head and you're thinking about random stuff and all this sort of stuff and you, and you finally get to a point where you're um, really in deep, deep thought, I think it can be very beneficial. Um, I think so too. I, I think I... I've got a voucher. My my siblings bought me a voucher. Um, oh wow! To oh shit, one sec. Um, my siblings bought me a voucher to go and do one, and mm. I thought that was cool. Um, 
but I'm not going to do it until I get out of DPDR. Um, I think forcing myself to have psychotic experiences are not good for my mental health while I don't feel grounded in my sense of reality at the moment. Um, Daniel, I'll stop you right there just real quick. Um, yeah, I don't think you've actually ever addressed on the podcast what you have. Are you, are you okay with that? Yeah, I, I'll talk about it, of course. So, a while ago, like maybe like a year and a half ago, I developed um, what's, co- what's called like um, derealization disorder, depersonalization disorder. And I got it from a very intense experience that traumatized me and caused me to like jump out of like your body to dissociate. It's a dissociation disorder. And it's called a disorder when you experience it more. Um, it's for more than one month um, at a time. And it's if you experience it for longer than one month, then it's considered the disorder. Um, so, it's just a dissociation dissociation disorder, but um, it's a very normal experience. So, what you're experiencing is normal. Like, everyone can experience it. Like, if you go in a car accident or something like that. Um, people say they feel out of body or time went really fast, time went really slow. Picture that or if you've ever had that experience, but it's constant. And it's getting better, but it's still at the point where it's um, there and I do notice it's there um, and I'm just still working on getting through it, but it is something you fully recover from in some point of time depending on how good the effect, how low you can get the stress in your life. For me, it's Mm. the stress was so high in my life that your body perceives it as everywhere and your body then dissociates you all the time because it cannot pinpoint where the the stress is coming from. For me, the stress was a lot of internal stuff that was going on for me and then your body starts to fear itself, fear its own reality, stuff like that. Um, So, for me, I feel now like I'm always dreaming, but it's uncomfortable, but totally bearable. And it's just something I'm temporarily experiencing. It's not something that's going to last forever. But um, I'm not going to probably push my brain into these crazy deep meditative states until I'm quite grounded. I'm sure once I get out and everything's back to normal, it'll be fully like, yeah, I'm totally on board. Um, but I have yeah, got yeah. I have got a coupon that's going to, I think I've got a couple of years to use it. So, hopefully okay, can use it. Time. Yeah, hopefully can use yeah. it to um I, think, I know I they got it, it for me. It might be good. Honestly, it might be good for me to do it cuz relaxation, but I find like I can relax fine with meditation. Is a yeah, I think you could go in two very different directions and unfortunately you you in that's you just would have never know. Yeah. Um cuz we've never experienced that before. That yeah. uh, that reminds me um and I I remember he, hearing about this in high school so i don't actually really know too much about it but you you might know but there's this experiment called the gansfeld experiment a receiver is placed in a room relaxing in a comfortable chair and having ping pong balls over their eyes having a red light shun on them the receiver also wears a set of headphones through which white and pink noise is played which is essentially static uh the receiver is in in a in this state of mild sensory deprivation for half an hour during this time a sender observes a randomly chosen target and tries to mentally send the information to the receiver the receiver speaks out loud during the 30 minutes describing what he or she can see this is recorded by the experimenter who is the blind target either by recording onto a tape or taking notes so i think you can essentially trick your brain into like a uh, to do esp or I think uh, people have crazy hallucinations. If you were to just chop a ping pong ball in half, put it over your eyes, um, put the put the static on, and have a red light shining on you, Damn. So it's like a quick way to did quick they way to do? Uh, sorry, sorry yeah, go for it. Uh, uh, did they have like any positive results from saying it's working? Um, I haven't looked into. Uh, why the test was originally conducted. I just remember reading up on the effects on what happens when you, when you were to do something like that. So um, I think the original one I remember seeing was this old dude and um, he's just, there's just a picture of him. And um, for those, for those of you watching, Daniel will chuck a couple of images on the screen. You can look at, look it up, look it up yourself. There's a bunch of images of people. <laughs> it kind of looks kind of silly because 
They got these white. It looks like the tanning there. salon shit where they wear those little yeah. glasses and they. It's kind of freaky looking. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's all just lit up in red. And um, I think it happened in the 70s. Was the first. This first is time. MK Ultra um, shit, man. I, I read about them doing like this it. in the. I read about them doing this in MK Ultra where they would do the sensory deprivation take and try and project and do ESP. Um, mm, you know, mm. and, and try and um, go to another location, and um, yeah, they would do all the crazy shit. Hey, did you ever hear the story about the time that the CIA tried to trick? So they had a guy who claimed he could. They had a guy, and apparently the results were pretty high of him doing um, ESP and um, mind projecting into another location. What what do they call that? Remote viewing. That's it. You know, when they try and project their mind into another location, right? And they yeah. had, um, so they had a guy who was really good at it and they claimed he could do it with something like 70% accuracy. It was good, mm. like really high. I remember the notes on it and it was like CIA documents, all redacted, redacted, redacted shit on it all over yeah. it. So, um, I think it's on the FBI website. You can actually look this up and they That's had, cool. they had a, if I can find it, I'll, I'll put it up. But if they... They tried to trick the guy. They would give him latitude and longitude coordinates, like that random, and go, put your mind into these coordinates and do it. Like, he wouldn't know what the coordinates linked up to, but they would just tell him. And one time they tried to trick him and sent the coordinates to Mars and, you know, and said, well, let's see what he's going to do. And the first thing he does is like, it's complete desert. Like, I cannot see anything. Um, there's right. no, there's no people, there's no, it's nothing. I, it's forever like a dust storm. And he's like, okay, um, so go to a time where there are people. And he's like, I'm going back thousands of years ago. And he's like, you know, talking back, he's like, okay, there's, I'm meeting, I'm meeting some people. And they're like, who are they? And he's like, uh, they're really tall and they don't look human. And they go, okay. Um, so calm about this as well. This guy, yeah. You know? So, you he's know, but like, he's like in a dream aliens, state. So it's okay. But, you right, know, he's okay. more like getting the, like, he doesn't really get a clear image of them. It's more the sense, I think. And he's asking, right, them, and okay. then he's talking to them and they go, well, they can see me. And he's like, okay, talk to them. And he goes, communicate with them however you can. And he's like, okay, I'm trying. And then communicates with them. And they're like, they're dying. Their Their species is like- is is like their their home is dying and they can't they can't fix it and they they've sent people to come get to to find new a new place for them to stay but they haven't come back and he's trying to talk to them and he's like describe what you see it's like massive structures like pyramids and stuff and huge like huge holy ma- crap massive like gargantuan they're like they're big these people are big and um yeah they were just he just talked to them for a bit. And they go, okay, like, you know, what's happening? And then these like fast forwards in time and he's like, they didn't make it. They, they couldn't, they couldn't get out. Um, and they, they, a lot of people died and it's a lot of sadness and they're, they're just praying for hope. Um, but like the technology is not there for them. Um, that's what he experienced. And then they pulled out, were like, you know, thought it was going to be a huge joke. Like, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about because he, you know, doesn't really know how to mind project. Mm. But then when they sent him there, everyone was like, you know, that gif of um, Steve Harvey where he's like, <gasps> yeah, it's that that's shit, man. that's kind of freaky, dude. You need to send me that article because I need to listen to that. Um, yeah. But you know, what's, what's hard to understand is like, how do you give someone latitude and longitude? And then they just go there. Without them? Well, the latitude and longitude uh, is for Earth. So Yeah, you I know. I like- think they, I think they just gave him like universe coordinates maybe. Maybe, they yeah. just showed him because there are there are coordinates for you know the universe as well. When I said latitude and longitude, it might be in retrospect not to just Earth. It might be retrospect to the universe. Um, they mm. just gave him a bunch of numbers and go go here. Is what I could understand. That's cool, man. I need to I need to read up on that because that's freaky as and um imagine like that race were the giants that were on earth that we, we suspect who knows but this was thousands of years ago he said i don't know however many thousands i think a lot um wow. i gotta find the story it was so interesting when i read it too yeah, and i, I thought these guys are probably like i'm gonna trick him and we're gonna get him and then he's like oh <laughs> shit he like knew what's up like cool right like, uh, um we need it we need to go right redacted 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, neuralize um, the shit out of him. Look here, sir. <laughs> Uh, dude, uh, you know, uh, all this discussion about, um, I guess, uh, sensory deprivation and, and simulation, uh, has got me thinking of, uh, something I want to talk to you about. And, um, that yeah. is because I recently watched the latest Matrix movie the other day. Oh, um, right. I won't, you can totally spoil I, it for me. It? I don't give a fuck. I don't No, I'm never going to see it. I do not care. Because I don't know if, um, any of our listeners haven't seen it. And I guess it is quite a new movie, so I won't talk about it too much. Uh, overall, nah, just I talk about it. it. People don't care; they can see it. Talk about it. I want to know. Well, you I'll know, give I'll give a timestamp. I'll give a timestamp if they want to skip this. The reason I'm bringing it up not so much to discuss the movie itself, but to discuss something in the movie that I I found, which I found very funny. So, um, the movie ends the same way the first one does in the same way where they use the same song but it's not by rage against the machine it was by some oh i just, I just remember hearing the yeah and then um it was a female singer i'm like what? so you're gonna use the same song but then a, a different vocalist like that doesn't make any sense and then i looked it up uh, who did the song at the end of Matrix Resurrections? And it was by a, a band called Brass Against. When I looked at the band um, Brass Against, it was just all these articles about the vocalist, whose name is um, Sophia Arista. And <laughs> there were all these articles because of an incident that she supposedly did on stage, which um, I'm, I'm about to send you a link. Try not to read anything. Just scroll down and um, and and play this video, and uh, I want to get your reaction on the um, on the podcast <laughs> while you're watching this thing pop pop up. Hey, eh? it's a short video. Just um, yeah, hit that link and then go straight down to the video and and start playing. And um, it's just funny that. This is all that pops up when you when you search up this band. <laughs> uh, I just see a woman fucking fingering her pussy. No, no, no! Whoa, what? See, I'm gonna. No it's way. gonna be blurred out. It's gonna be blurred out. This is what came up on my screen, bro. What? Are you what? serious? I swear to God. Why is that? Why is that popping up? Well, even the thumbnail, even the thumbnail. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got it. Was, now. it. was it like an ad or something? Yeah. I must have clicked one of those Jesus, do wow. not click buttons. She's taken off her pants at the concert. Yeah. Oh, she sh is she pissing on someone? Oh, my God. Oh, no. She's pushing out of shit. Oh, no. 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 There's so much. Oh it my is gushing god! Out. It's gushing out. No, <laughs> no! Oh my god! How, she is giving it to him. Wow! So wow! To just the, summon that on command right is now. pretty, is pretty <laughs> full on. To be able so to just explain, summon that on command. The video. <laughs> okay, so she's video. she's like, she's it's. Clearly, that singer, and she's got. She's like, it's a, it's a vertical video of someone's filming at the concert, and she's in some sort of really tight leather pants, and she starts pulling them off, and there's a guy just on the floor, like t posing, and then she just squats <laughs> over him and just with her fucking, just showers him with piss, and there is so much yeah. coming out. It is like high pressure. You can tell she's straining yeah. to get it out. You can do like she's like, and the guy is just like, fuck, like, what is your life coming to when you're that guy? Dude, he was enjoying it, and the worst part is, is I, I listened to it with audio, and um, there must be some part in the song where it's about to like take off, and there's a, there's a mad build up, and she's pissing, and there's a build up, and then as soon as she finishes, the guy like fist bumps in the air when the beat when the beat drops, and he's shaking his head, all his piss is coming off, and she's just walking away, pulling her pants up, and I was just like, dude, to search up a band to be like, who are these guys? And then just have articles about the lead singer, and 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 she had to give this apology. Oh, sorry, I got carried away. 
she, I, I really needed to go. <laughs> if you needed to go, why was there a guy underneath you on stage? And, nah, um, dude, I just she's that was hilarious. Filthy. Dude. I feel like that chick's <laughs> filthy, man. So what? They that just do so covers funny. of Rage Against the Machines. I think they have their own songs, but they're very much uh, like uh, Greta Fleet, Fleet Van. Like they just sound like Rage Against the Machine. And so, oh, okay. like, you know, uh, you, it, it starts off maybe having a passion of covers for a band, and then you just end up sounding like the band and creating uh, songs that uh, I guess sound like that that band's notable sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, well. Especially because yeah, their name uh, is like Brass Against. Brass Against. So I was like, you're not, you're not away from it enough. So you might as well just be a Rage Against the Machine you might, cover band. You'd just be a cover band. But I feel like that's so yeah. lame when you're just a cover band. I know it's hard to make originals, but like knowing yeah. yourself as just a cover band is pretty crap. Like if I think you'd rather be a cover band than be a band that sounds too close to a band that's like known for a specific sound. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty funny. Yeah, um, so yeah, man, dude, that's that was, uh, that was actually shocking because uh, I did not know anything about this band, and then for that to pop up, wow! So obviously, this I don't the know. First video we, you we found get... on him. Well, I I I just typed in the brand, the band's name, and there was just um, articles about her, and I'm like, what, like what's it, what's up with this chick? And then the, I looked into one of the articles. I was like, oh whoa, I need to see this video. Mm. <laughs> and then I, I looked it up, and I'm I'm like, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, I don't know if we can bring it up on the screen. We'll pro- Even if we do, maybe um, no, bring it up I'm, and blur I'm... the shit out of it. Okay. Just so you can yeah. kind of see with the haze. Um, for those of you watching, if you want if you want to watch it, look it up yourself. I mean, it's not that crazy. Um, hopefully you don't get uh, what Daniel got as a pop-up ad. That was cooked. Uh, <laughs> that was just popped yeah, yeah, straight I up. I sent him something wrong. I was like, whoa. Well, that just was full on. Like, whoa, that's yeah, the yeah. first time that's happened in years for me, like that intense of a pop-up. Like, sometimes you just know, you know, just browsing the internet and then yeah, your dad's yeah. like in the room and you're like, click something. You're like, nope. Sorry, dad. Whoa! Like, Yeah, yeah. It's the, um, it's the really pop-ups. Oh, wow. So, I, I got a bit of an offbeat second topic, but um, I think we should transition yeah, to something different. Um. So, I thought a question I thought was cool to ask you, and I was like, if you could pick another language, what would you pick and why? If you could learn another language, mm. like, if you could learn another language, sorry. If you could learn another language, what would you pick and why? I have thought about this, mm. and two things come to mind. One, sure. uh, it depends where I'm going to be living for the majority of my life. Sure. Or if, Or two, if it's like, a country that I love to visit um, that that makes sense to learn the language of that of that country. Uh, I feel like I'm going to probably stay in Australia for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have any inkling to move to another country unless mm-hmm. obviously things change. But um, I don't know. I feel like if I were to learn another language, it may be like Chinese. Uh, dialect of Chinese, uh, a Damn, very dude. generic dialect. I was thinking the exact same thing. Um, yeah, just, just because feel like I feel like so be many, yeah, so many people, like a massive portion of the population, does speak Chinese. Like, like mm. of the world, it's a massive population. Yeah. Um, though India, India Chinese have overtaken China in population now, I believe. That's cool. The thing is with India, I mean, and, and with China as well. The thing is, I guess, with China, there's larger areas that speak the same dialect and a lot of foreign, foreign uh, Chinese people that go to, uh, that are in like Australia and stuff uh, have main like dialects where with India, like it's so every many right? region is completely different. I can't understand anyone else other than my region or slightly can understand kind of neighboring regions, but barely at all. I've heard it's that's like the case when I Googled like that as different well. Countries. Yeah. It's, it's almost like, India is like little made up of little countries. That's what uh, that's what I would explain. Yeah, it yeah. As. And other 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 countries, you know, they all have different dialects. And you know, Italians can be like, I can't. The southern people can't understand northern people. But it's not that different. Like, 
I know the in Croatia, my grandma said the same thing. Like, she can understand pretty much every single dialect of Croatian. It's not that different. Yeah. While it would be like a massive difference in pronunciation, maybe, or maybe a word might change. But overall, I'm sure you could probably understand in European countries overall if you were to travel anywhere within the country. But a place like India is like, it's like a complete different country as soon as you get a different con- uh, uh, region. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, l- learning uh, a certain Indian dialect would be tough. It's like you'd, you just have to learn Hindi, which is like the generic one, which is speaking in uh, popular states of India mm. and I guess um, is the generic language. But in Chinese, yeah, you'd have to pick a generic dialect like Cantonese. Or Mandarin, Mandarin, yeah, Mandarin, even though Kenton. there's so many other dialects, like or like traditional Chinese or something, Fujianese or uh, Dujiu or something like that. If yeah, I pronounce yeah. it right. Um, but yeah, I think uh, it's 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 not like <laughs> my worry is that China's going to take over the world, and I want to be ready. It's just like I feel like that's going to be uh, the easiest language to utilize mm. more often. I think so too. I, I think I would um, do do the exact same thing. I think it'd be some sort of Chinese, uh, but I'd probably end up learning, honestly, probably learn Croatian first just because then I can talk to all my family and I want to go For there. Sure. Um, and I already know a little bit. Um, mm. That would probably be a main one I'd wanted to learn. But yeah, other than that, I think Chinese would honestly, even today, other than talking to my family who not all of them speak Croatian, very little like do and it's like extended family that i've never met so it's like i'm never really going to talk yeah. to you i feel like even today but it's in cool, today's you'll, you'll, you'll life visit, you'll I would, visit and then at least when you visit you'll be able to just be straight into the city and just be talking and doing all the sorts of because it's culture man like you'll know what everything in croatia is you just mm. want to be able to talk about it you know you want to order a dish that you like that your you know your um your grandma cooks or something mm. You'll know you'll know what it is, but to be able to have that conversation with a Croatian and and when you've been when you say speak Croatian, is there any dialects of Croatian? There are. There's like Bosnian and um, oh, I don't. Bosnian's like the the very traditional old school like formal one that most people speak. I think like yeah. Um, there's a couple others. Um, I think Macedonia is actually pretty similar. Um, okay, Serbian, Serbian has got a Serbian similar. You can understand each other, but they have different, completely different written languages. Um, and I do not know what dialect my grandparents speak, but it's if you just say Croatian, pretty much everyone would get it. Um, it's probably some really specific name yeah. that I don't know. Um, but I know we went to church once when I was a kid, and my dad can speak fluent Croatian, and he went into church and. He comes out at the end of the church and goes, I maybe understood two words of what he said. I was like, whoa, I thought you understood the whole thing. He's like, nah, I could not understand it. I was like, oh, okay. So, it can be that different for you. But my grandma said, I can understand it all. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, But- That generation can, man. They they speak it thick. Like my, my, I can understand everything my mom says. And when my grandma gives me a call, I feel like I don't understand a word she's saying. Like she's speaking so fluent. I'm like- it's like a different language to me where if mm. my mum's speaking to me, she might speak to me more simplified or she, she uses broken. Uh, for those people that don't know, um, I'm Gujarati. So I speak as uh, I'm from like, my family's from Gujarat, the region of India. It was kind of a West, West of India. And um, we speak Gujarati and my mum and dad uh, grew up in England. So they have very, um, I guess Australian English accents, but they speak fluent Gujarati and um, they just, I guess, mix it up at home. They can't speak broken English. And it ends up being that way you fuse it together because my one word might describe something very specifically better than one other way. So, and it's an old language. So there's a lot of words uh, when you're having the modern conversations that don't translate, there's no word for like robot, (laughs) (laughs) something like that. So you kind of just have to uh, mix it up anyway. I love when you're hearing the 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 oldies around the house talking, and they'll just be like da 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 da, some spread, 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 talking another language. Then it's like a big W, and then da 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 da, da, da <laughs> you know, it's just like very clearly like ah uh, yes, <laughs> um, that's so funny, dude. Um, so 
I think, though, I would straight up pick Chinese. Like, if I was to honestly pick one now and I go, what do I think will be most useful to me? Chinese, man. Yeah. Because so many people in my area speak Chinese and so many people in Sydney speak Chinese. Like, you go to shops and it's like there's Chinese symbols on everything pretty much. And so, I feel like if you could speak Chinese, you'd be ahead in the game in in Sydney specifically. You'd be like, wow, you're you're killing it. But I I came across this question because I saw a video – and I want to ask you, it was about this um, this white guy um, who looks like a 2000s skater um, in his 20s or 30s. And um, think of like Rob Deerdeck, you know what he looks like? The, the skater. The from, familiar. Uh, he's an old skater from, he was in like the Tony Hawk games and stuff. Um, yeah, I think just I like skater vibes. Picture that. He's got the cap, he's got the black, he's got like the band yeah. t-shirt on, lots of tattoos. Um and he has a doctorate in Chinese and he g- lives in wow. China and he would go around the streets talking to people in Chinese and asking them how to pronounce certain words and they didn't know. And he'd be like schooling these motherfuckers on Chinese and they're like, who the fuck's this white guy can like speak mad Chinese? Like, what the hell? That's awesome. Yeah, I've, I've seen some of those videos on YouTube where like a guy would just like um, be learning a language, he can just absorb it and like he'll go to those little pockets um, in the communities and just randomly start talking to them and then get their reaction. They're like, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this guy can just speak Chinese. Yeah. yeah. So I, I know <laughs> a lot of those polyglot guys do that, but they, they might be real broken in, they might know one or two languages real well, but then the rest, they have a very basic understanding. And that's really cool that they, yeah. their brains work like that. But this guy was like, mm. you know, amazing. Like I, I speak English, but you know, if they, if you told me to break down the English language, like how a sentence start, what's that part of a sentence called? What's this section, like the derivative of, of a sentence, then this and this, I would not yeah. know. I can speak it fine, but to understand the language at that high doctor level, it would be like, no way. Um, but this it's guy crazy. did in just Chinese, the only language he spoke was Chinese and English. And he was like, he sounded fully American when he spoke. Um, mm. He kind of sounded slightly Southern. Um, and, but he would just go up and be like, what's this word? And then they'd be like, Tu Bong or Tu Bong. And he'd be like, nope, 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 every time. And maybe 1% of the people could actually get it right. And he'd be like, this is the proper way you say it. They're like, everyone's looking at him like, what the fuck? Like, but what I think was so weird is that, you know, our society is so multicultural here in Australia, but then you have mm. um, the 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 really reclusive parts of the other world where it's like you can see a white guy talking Chinese and it's like a spectacle. Oh my god, look at him, yeah, he knows yeah. Chinese and though you come here and it's like all the Chinese people can speak English. Yeah. It's really yeah, weird, I think. Sure. And uh I think another I think a hard part about a lot of ethnic languages um comes down to pronunciation as well, not just even learning the language, but our t- our tongues I think, well, in my instance, um, it, uh, speaking to different people from different cultures, I've been able to imitate a lot of different words. And it might be because of my dialect or just because, you know, as you know, I do a lot of voices and stuff for fun. I, maybe it was able to move my mouth around to, to imitate the sounds. But uh, for straight up English speakers, I can imagine um, things like uh, Chinese or in, uh, some Indian languages and stuff would be so hard to... Uh, imitate like pe- some people can't roll their R's and that's in some languages or uh, there's there's sounds that ju- just don't exist in the English language that exists I mean for instance mine there's like three types of the sounds the D but it's not D it's like and and um, they're very subtle but you know when to use them but to the English ear it would all sound the same yeah uh, for and instance, that's probably where a doctor comes in. Yes, but you got to have the ear for it. Um, so low-key yeah. low brag, I um, did a test a while ago, and it was to test the quality of how how sensitive your ears were to pitch. And you wear headphones, right. and you listen to a pitch, and you got to say whether it's higher or lower than the next one. And it mm-hmm. got real hard. Where at the end, it's like a quarter semi, like a, an eighth or six. Uh, sorry, a sixty-fourth of a tone difference. So it's just like, hee, hee, and it was like so similar. So you hear beep, beep, then you hear beep, boop, 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 and you hear stuff like that. And I got 
I got 99th percentile, 29 out of wow. 30, 20, 29 out of 30 correct. Um, of I can hear the difference between a 64th of a tone, which is like, it was so similar. I could barely perceive it, but I did it. And so, I actually have quite, I think I've got pretty good ear for what I can hear what when people are saying things differently. But I know, no. for instance, when I try to explain, like a lot of people sometimes ask me how to say in Croatian, um, thanks, and it's hala. And a lot of people struggle with that word because the word is spelled H-V-L-A, sorry, H-V-A-L-A, hala. So, it's, when people, I explain it to them, they go fala. And I'm like, it's not fala, it's H-V is the pronunciation. So, it's like, huh. Uh, like yeah. it, it's a very interesting way to say it, but it's a, such a common thing. Everyone's like Halalepa, which means like thank you very much. But isn't there isn't there also some Croatian characters? No, it's English. Oh, there's like a C with a tick on it, which is like ch. So mm. like C with a tick and then C with a dash is slightly different. It's like ch. You never say the yeah. word like when you see a chi- a C. It's not usually k. It's a it's a ch sound. Yeah, yeah. Isn't uh, that interesting? Like. Uh, because, like, for instance, with my dialect, we had Sanskrit. We have our own characters. So, um, anything that you kind of explain to someone in English, even if you were to write it down, you, you're doing your best attempt to use English characters to make the sound, but sometimes they just don't exist. And there'll be a character, that ang- the language is, has its own alphabet because it has its own sound yeah. and stuff. You write in English in Croatian, but the point I was trying to make was that I think that uh, some people just have the ear and some people are literally yeah. tone, tone deaf to the sound. And, you know, I find a lot of yeah. Aussie people cannot pronounce and roll their R's um, a lot of words. And I think that they they are just simply tone deaf to the sounds that you are making. And it's not something trying to be ignorant. I just think that they're, that they're, um, that they literally just cannot perceive what you're saying because... Um, there was a study done about kids and how well they can perceive differences in sound. I think six months is the key age of you adopt the language. Six months old, even nine months old, it was like you're already you're already slowing down. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, I've always wondered that myself. Um, now that you bring that up, you know, with Australians and Americans, when you hear them like trying um, replicate uh, someone's name, if it's a foreign name, or even just a, a type of a foreign food, if you were to say a food, they say it with their accent which is so bizarre because it's like that it's not an english word so why wouldn't you copy the sound of how the person's saying it directly instead of listening to the sound and then trying to use your afflictions on it it might be just the people that i think it's a combination of that they can't replicate the sound and maybe they're embarrassed Mm -hmm. to try and pronounce it in the way that you're trying to pronounce it because they might sound Possibly. dumb or whatever, but it could be a possibility that they literally cannot understand what you're saying. It's that foreign to them that they're like, oh, my brain will not work. Yeah, yeah. Because those I mean, polyglot like, guys funny. are pretty talented. Of, yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, for sure. That reminds me of that Carl Barron set where he's like in America and he's asking for rolled oats. Yeah. And he's like, can I just get some rolled oats? And he's like, what? Rat ats? And it's like, I guess, yeah, if, you, if the accent's off hard... And then you're also saying something. You're just gonna try and process. Maybe yeah. Maybe they are, honestly they they're hearing the sound and they're just try, they're trying to make English characters in their head and then spitting it out. And it's like yeah, no, you got You just gotta mim- you just gotta mimic the sound. You can't you can't Englishify it. You just gotta mimic the sound. It's like someone's name. Mm. Don't. Uh, I I mean I, everyone pronounces my name in an Australian accent, so it's not pronounced the right way. But um, I find it's funny because you know a, a name isn't the way it's written. It's it's just the sound that you that you associate someone with. Yes, yes, and it's important I think to learn that person's specific sound. Because, uh, for, for sure, because it's not yeah. It's, the person's name isn't the way it's spelled. It's the sound. They they yeah. It's that's the what they the recognize it as. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I've always found that very very funny when people do things like that. But I've had friends go to America. I've yeah yeah I've had friends go to America though. Can I have some water? And they're like, what? And you're like water. They're like, what? Huh? What? What? They're like losing it. And then you're like, water. And they're like, oh yes, you want water. Yeah. 
it's so funny. Americans are, I think, the most sheltered with anything cultural. Like they that. are. It's, it's, they it's are. Like they can't even they can't even perceive. They can't even join the dots in their head. But it could be too education. Like they're just taught differently. Um, it just sounds like they have a whole different education system, and it doesn't mean that they're dumb. It just means that no, I, their I think, thinking yeah. process is very different to uh, England and English like Commonwealth countries. I think as well, like, think about how much of television we watch that's American. So, we're already listening to a different accent all the time. And then, you know, when they listen to their own television, it's, you know, they're probably very rare that they'd watch Australian TV. And so, when they hear it, probably so mind-fuck for them. It's like, whoa, it sounds so weird. But when we hear uh, Americans on TV, we go, wow, that sounds so normal. Yeah, because it's funny because, you know, for, I mean, I can't speak for England and Canada, or New Zealand, but Australia, I feel, I feel like super culturally influenced by America to the point where stereotypes uh, come that are, were born in America come over here. And, um, but then at the same time, uh, that's a really good point you brought up. Like uh, we, we, we're living amongst Australian culture, but we're absorbing American culture through media but then at least we can make the difference dif- uh, The difference in our head that, you know, as things are Australian and we know what British stuff is because we have that ancestry in Australia and then we have all American inputs. So maybe, yeah, if Americans are just listening to American shows, they're like stuck in their own echo chamber. Yeah, yeah. Could be. Um, but yeah, like it's so interesting to like think that like the way the world works like that, I think it's so weird. And like wonderful, yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Dude, I think um, we're we're, we're much, running out of time now. Honestly, we're running out of time. Wow, I got I got one little uh, video to show you here. Yeah, let's show Let me, me uh, show me. Um, I'll send it to you. Send it Hopefully to me. It's not a crazy pop up again. <laughs> Am I going to get another pop up and just be like, oh my god? Is this here a TikTok I found? And um, another girl getting pissed on. Yeah, does it? <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I'm super oh, into that lately. Mid journey. This is the AI. Yeah. So someone's asked the AI, um, "What's the deepest kept secret of the world?" And all these images are so freaky to me because uh, Daniel, you, you want to describe to the listeners what what AI has generated with this question? So it's <laughs> it looks like it's an underworld city, um, and it's very horror esque, sci fi, fantasy kind of. Um, HP Lovecraftian almost, um, mm-hmm. and just underworld tech, um, like almost UFO underwater military bases. Yeah, under underwater like old steampunk kind of military tech underneath the, the ocean. It looks like in in deep yeah. caves, and that's kind of cool because it's like. But I wonder if it got confused because when you said what's the deepest? Wait, what did it say at the beginning? What's the deepest secret in the world? And then it confused deep true. with deep in the ocean. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Because I, I find with a lot of AI stuff that is meant to oh, be no, like, the most closely freaky. held secret on Earth. Yeah, okay, cool. That's pretty cool. I like that it came to that assumption because I find that a lot of spooky AI generated stuff that people bring up, You can when you look at the images, you can see how it's just the AI interpreting what people have said over many years and things like that. And it takes it very literally. And you can see that it's not really freaky. It's just like, how people talk and the most searched up things and the most common phrases used. But this one freaked me out because I'm like, there's nothing really to elude that. No one's really talking about that and searching that stuff. It's almost like, um, what if the AI has access to all databases and it's, it knows that this is super classified and it's bringing that up. Damn, that's pretty and cool. Those talking about the UFOs flying into the water and stuff. I was like, wow, dude, what if it's like showing the water, UFO UAPs just going straight underwater into these bases that are mass underwater under these under the oceans? Crazy. And this, like all the CIA are down there and they're like, oof, that was a close one, that yeah. one. And we, we escaped. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're in their um, liminal spaces. They're in the back rooms. No, I like that. I like that possibility. It's like, what if it's like gone so deep, the AI, that it's like accessing the CIA archives and it's yeah, it's dude. like pulling the real info. No one knows. No one knows, dude. I, I would love that. Because, you know, Google has its own AI now. What if it's like communicating with that? It's all it's all linked. Their one's exceptionally good as well. It's not like um, 
really lame or, or poorly done. Theirs is quite good um, and on par with like some of the best, but you can't even test it. It's like not open to the public at all. Um, while some of these, like I, I've got the Mid Journey one and I've got um, Dali 2, which is like the really yeah. good one. And maybe I'll post a couple up here and just show a couple of the crazy shit that I've made. But um, yeah, it's it's really cool to see what where it's going to go from here and where this technology is kind of going to leave us. I feel like our jobs are going to yeah. be ruined soon. People, are, I've already seen graphic designers implementing it in a cool way, but I don't see it going well in the long run um, for actual, yeah, um, artists and stuff. And I mean, look, I know it's like a kind of thing like you're going to have uh, very polarizing thoughts. It's like kind of like when photography came in and all the painters back in the day would have been like, what the hell? Like you can just take a picture now instead of you're going to put all of our painters out of work now. People just take well, I would photos. say most painters are out of work. Uh, but you know the art's still there. No one's um, hand drawing. Yeah, no one's hand drawing in ad agencies yeah, true, true. anymore. Oh yeah, I, I think. Well, but the thing is, that was like uh, the 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 job of a designer is just utilizing the new tools, right? But now you're taking the whole designer out of it. Yeah, yeah, I that's mean, what I'm saying. When, when it went from um, drawing on the thing to like using Letraset and. Uh, and scamping things up and all that sort of stuff. Now you're going, a lot of people who are straight to digital, you're still the designer in, in, in charge of the tools, but now you're kind of really taking the designer itself out altogether. You just have someone pump, pump something in. Um, people won't even require the, the design. That's um, what I mean. Seen, You'd be able to pump uh, some, that out. Yeah, that's, what, that, that's what's freaky. So, and, and even photographers, like the one, the AI that I've been using, Dali 2, that shit looks photorealistic. Like, I'll, I'll send you a couple pictures of, like, cats I've been able to generate. And it's like, it looks 100% real. You could not question it. Yeah. You know what we should do next episode? Um, that uh, website, this person doesn't exist. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. What, should, what we should do is what um, we'll bring up, uh, we'll get a bunch of stock photos of people, like, that actually exist, and a bunch of uh, people from that website that, Supposedly don't exist, and we'll try and test to see if we know if we can see the difference between each one. Mm. That's cool. That'll Let's do cool. that. Yeah, I know with pictures it's good. It's really good with pictures, and if you really train an AI yeah. to just do faces, it's amazing. But um, video is coming. But I feel like yeah, the design because I've even asked the AI to design posters for me, like vintage vintage style posters of this brand or whatever. And it's like, wow, this is amazingly cool. And like, could it's be totally scary, used, could be totally mocked yeah. up. I saw, I saw one where of a famous painting and they said to extend the painting and in the same art style. And you, it looked like we had been seeing a crop version of a, a famous painting for all these years. Like it actually looked like the scene was extended and it looks so legit. I was like, this is blowing my mind, dude. I think it's called un uncrop. I think it's called uncrop. Is the AI that does that one? It can just keep Very expanding, freaky. and it's like, oh my god, it looks perfect. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so trippy. Um, but yeah, cool. All right, man. I think that went chill. That was like really easy to I do. Think that was good. We we made it work over line uh, over the phone, and um, I'm ho I hope that it wasn't too buggy for you listeners and and watchers at home. Um. We will probably be back in full swing on the next episode, so stay tuned for that. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Okay. Thank you, guys. We love you. And this has been Double Dose, special episode. Take care. Don't get COVID. Bye. Love you, guys. Bye. Bye.